Welcome to the Words That Minister Grace podcast. In this podcast, we read excerpts from books that the host finds edifying. Expect to hear from authors such as Matthew Henry, John Calvin, and J.C. Ryle. We take our name from Ephesians 4.29, where Paul exhorts us that our speech should build up each other, or as the King James says, minister grace. I am your host, the fake King Hesse. In this episode, we continue our reading of Calvin's Institutes Book 2, Chapter 8. We'll be reading Section 18. Calvin discusses the Second Commandment's threatening. 18. The threatening subjoined ought to have no little effect in shaking off our lethargy. It is in the following terms. I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. The meaning here is the same as if he had said that our duty is to cleave to him alone. To induce us to this, he proclaims his authority which he will not permit to be impaired or despised with impunity. It is true the word used is El, which means God, but as it is derived from a word meaning strength, I have no hesitation in order to express the sense more fully, so as to render it as inserted on the margin. Secondly, he calls himself jealous, because he cannot bear a partner. Thirdly, he declares that he will vindicate his majesty and glory, if any transfer it either to the creatures or to graven images, and that not by a single punishment of brief duration, but one extending to the third and fourth generation of such as imitate the impunity of their progenitors. In like manner, he declares his constant mercy and kindness to the remote posterity of those who love him and keep his law. The Lord very frequently addresses us in the character of a husband, the union by which he connects us with himself, when he receives us into the bosom of the church, having some resemblance to that of holy wedlock, because founded on mutual faith. As he performs all the offices of a true and faithful husband, so he stipulates for love and conjugal chastity from us, that is, prostitute our souls to Satan, to be defiled with foul carnal lusts. Hence, when he rebukes the Jews for their apostasy, he complains that they have cast off chastity and polluted themselves with idolatry. Therefore, as the purer and chaster the husband is, the more grievous is he offended when he sees his wife inclining to a rival. So the Lord, who has betrothed us to himself in truth, declares that he burns with the hottest jealousy whenever neglecting the purity of his holy marriage, we defile ourselves with abominable lusts, especially when the worship of his deity, which ought to have been most carefully kept unimpaired, is transferred to another, are adulterated with some superstition, since in this way we not only violate our plighted troth, but defile the nuptial couch by giving access to idolaters. Thanks for listening. In the show notes, you can find contact information and a link to the text from today. Remember to heed Paul when he says in Ephesians 4.29 to Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers.